This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt, and this is Jessica, and it's happening, y'all. Morning Breath, we're back. We're back. We were gone last week. We were. We had a busy week last week. Yeah. Today is November 9th, which means we just ended birthday and anniversary and celebration palooza in the Stahlbaum house. That's right. Right? You remember yeah. all the days that just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Adeline's birthday is on the 4th. Your birthday is on the 5th. Our anniversary is on the 8th. And so for me, it's like, uh, what do they call that in the military when you have to like get through the very end of the military? Um, are you pointing at my mic so I yeah. talk in the mic? Uh-huh. Okay. There it is. There it is. Um, where you have to get through like the final week. Yeah. I do think they call it hell week. And so as I'm saying that, <laughs> you're it's, retracting. It's not hell week for me. It's heaven week. Ah! <laughs> it's actually called poor planning. Yeah, it's poor planning week. <laughs> Woo! I did it. We So when we were going to get married, we talked about um, November 1st getting married. And then we were like, wait, you'll still be 19 to me. I'll still be 19. I'm like, let's let's be 20 when, when we're married. So then we moved it to the 8th. And then, you know, it's, it's all she wrote. So Adeline just turned nine, which is so weird. And it's not weird. I realized that she's nine. It's crazy that because I feel like she's been eight forever. You know, it's, I don't know. It's been a long year in a way, but also like that. Um, but it's just the fact that our youngest kid is nine. Yeah. We've always had a little kid and she's little, but it's, uh, it's so weird. Yeah. I don't want another little kid though, I know. just for the record. Now we have, uh, we're about to have a 13 year old too. So yeah. So again, at the end of the month, November 28th is Hudson's birthday. He'll be 13 and then Reagan will be 16. Yeah. Two teenagers, an official driver. And we've been married 17 years. Yes. So that's pretty sweet. That's right. That's been fun. Anything else fun? That's all the fun stuff. That's a lot of fun stuff. That's right. And yes, we've we've made it through another election and we just stand in faith believing that uh, our president, United States of America... Uh, will be a great president. Like, and we will pray for him. Yeah, and that's what we do. You know, we we vote and then we move forward. And yep. so, you know who's are. still on the throne? God. God. God's still God on the is throne. still on the throne. And that's so. Right. And so this Bible that we study, it survived um, emperors, presidents, kings, dictators. It'll survive your life and my life as well. And yep. so it's okay. And um, we will survive because... In our weakness, God is made strong. Right. Millennia, this Bible. Multiple millennias. Is it millennia? I don't think it's millennia. Millennia? I don't think it's any of those. Millennias? 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 The S? Of course. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. Gram- Someone look it up. Grammar police. Get Email us. us. Get after it. That's right. You and will. So we know we're you just going to keep studying the word and keep. we'll pray for the president. We'll pray for our nation and we'll just, we'll keep rolling. Yeah. And uh, we will be prosperous and it's, you know, it's a Just new season. Just as our soul prospers, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So we're in Ephesians chapter five. Such a good chapter. I can't wait to talk about it. And I will read. Will I read all of it? Is it very long? It surely is. Oh, it's not too long. I'll read it all. Yep. All right. Ephesians five. 
Therefore, become imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. And walk continually in love, that is, value one another, practice empathy and compassion, unselfishly seeking the best for others, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and sacrifice to God, slain for you so that it became a sweet fragrance. But sexual immorality and all moral impurity, indecent, offensive behavior, or greed must not even be hinted at among you, as is proper among saints. For as believers, our way of life, whether in public or private, reflects the validity of our faith. Let there be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse, obscene or vulgar joking because such things are not appropriate for believers, but instead speak of your thankfulness to God. For be sure of this, no immoral and pure or greedy person for that one is in effect an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God for such a person places a higher value on something other than God. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments that encourage you to sin. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience, those who habitually sin. So do not participate or even associate with them in the rebelliousness of sin. For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Live as those who are native born to the light. I love that. For the fruit, the effect, the result of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn by experience what is pleasing to the Lord and letting your lifestyles be examples of what is most acceptable to him. Your behavior expressing gratitude to God for your salvation. Do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness, but instead expose them by exemplifying personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character. For it is disgraceful even to mention the the things that such people practice in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light of God's precepts, for it is light that makes everything visible. For this reason, he says, awake sleeper and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine as dawn upon you and give you light. Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise by singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. I know you're laughing at that. Always giving thanks to God, the father of all things. I'm just imagining us start singing to one another right now. Verse 20, always giving thanks to God, the father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives. I want to read now. (laughs) Verse 22. (laughs) Just this verse. Just kidding. Bad timing. (laughs) Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. (laughs) That's not why I did that. (laughs) It isn't. Wow, what timing. <laughs> husbands love your own just this is why I this, is why, this is husbands why this is why husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord, 
does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Amen. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Okay. So, what do you see? Well, actually, um, in doing this, I recently counseled a couple in marriage, uh, premarital counseling, mm-hmm. and I referenced a few of these verses. Um, I referenced, I referenced a concept um, when I was talking to them about, you know, husbands and wives. When when we talk together, uh, so many times, um, wives really appreciate their husband taking responsibility for big decisions in the home. Um, they don't appreciate them bossing them around or treating them poorly or anything like that. Mm-mm. But they do appreciate them willing to take the responsibility on of a big decision, mm-hmm. especially when it's kind of uncertain what what direction we should take, what should we do. Um, they definitely don't appreciate their husbands shirking that kind of responsibility and putting it back only on the wives to make all the decisions. You know, typically in a home... Wives make a lot of decisions for their family, for their children, very easily, very well. Mothers tend to be much better nurturing and, you know, helping children grow in in a nurturing environment. Fathers tend to be much more directive and much more direct and much more like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is how it's happening. And and I say these things are typical. And so if that's true, and, and many homes are like that, where they... They, wives do need their husbands to step up in other areas and take ownership over things and take responsibility over things. And, and I asked, I asked the, you know, the two of them, I was, I was like, do you appreciate when he helps make the tough decisions and we'll, we'll take responsibility? And she's like, absolutely. I appreciate that. And, uh, do you appreciate that? Oh yes, I do. You like speaking into things. You yeah. like discussing things. You, we like having healthy discussions and I, I don't like when you tell me what to do and you don't like when I tell you what to do, but when it comes down to it, one of the ways that I can lead as a husband mm-hmm. is take ownership and responsibility over tough things, yep. over heavy things. So that's not sitting on you. Yeah. It's sitting on me. Yeah. And that's one of the things that means when a husband is meant to lead their home, it, it means take ownership over the tough decisions. And I actually was counseling someone recently and it was just a conversation and they asked for my opinion about something and it was, it was kind of like this. So they had this decision to make and they kind of were in disagreement, but it wasn't a huge thing. And it was to the point where it was like, either one could be right. And I told her like, let your husband lead the way. And like this verse said, come into, um, I don't, I didn't use this word submission, but this word submission just means under the same mission. So you guys are both together under the same mission of the Lord because there's safety is what I told her in submitting and letting her husband lead. Like there's actual protection for her in that moment. And so, Um, I like that you are willing to make big decisions, but you totally include me. Probably even most of the things I'm like, I don't care. Like most of the things, right? Like I'm like, I really don't care. Just make the decision. But I appreciate that you asked my opinion and preference. And we are usually in agreement about things. Nothing huge would we ever move forward if we were not in agreement. No. Nothing huge. 
No, not at all. And, you know, if you're not in agreement and you can't seem to move forward, to me, that's a sign of unhealthy relationship that you need some help in and you need maybe to get together with a counselor and someone with some wisdom to, to yes. get you on the same page. And we tell people that all the time. You need, sometimes you have such a strong opinion and they have such a strong opinion that you just need a third party who's not emotionally invested in the moment or in the thing you're trying to decide about. Like you want a pool and you, I really want one and you really don't want one. Let's get, bring in someone and talk to someone, seek out wise counsel and let someone else speak into it. They might ask questions that we're not asking or that we could receive maybe from someone else. Like, is this going to work in your finances right now? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And here's the thing about submitting to your husband and obeying, you know, respecting your husband and then also sacrificing your life for your wife and submitting your life unto death, as it says, basically, and here husbands basically sacrifice your life for your wife so mm-hmm. that she might literally be without blemish and, and be able to be perfect unto God. And that's some pretty strong language, but it really uh, doesn't work that well if the two people are not healthy, if they're not actually walking in a healthy relationship. Because there's always this line that stood out to me is like, husbands, love your wife, even as your own flesh, because no one ever hated their own flesh. They want to nourish it. But you know, there are people that hate their own flesh. No one in their right mind hates their own flesh. No healthy person wants to harm themselves and wants to hurt themselves. People that harm themselves and hurt themselves is they're not of a healthy mind. Right. They have a broken soul. And so a marriage where a wife doesn't doesn't feel safe to be under submission to her husband's leadership yeah. and a husband that doesn't want to love his wife and sacrifice for her, it's evidence that it's an unhealthy relationship. Right. And so what can make it a healthy relationship is a few things. One is this word called commitment. So we must be committed to each other's life and each other's health and each other's Um, dreams and goals and needs more than we're committed to our own. For you to submit yourself to me, that means that you care and you're committed to me um, and my health more than you're committed to your own health. Mm -hmm. But in return, I've got to be committed to you and your health and your needs more than I'm committed to my own. And that's what it means to love you, to sacrifice for you. And so if you're struggling and there's friction, most likely one or both are not submitted to the other's needs. They're submitted to themselves. And here's the thing. Americans, we are very good at committing to certain things, individual rights, individual liberties, individual freedoms. Mm -hmm. America in general, we're like, no, we're... We're leaving England, America. you know, America, right? Mm-hmm. And like, that's what we want. We want our way. Yeah. We're not always good at wanting other people's ways. Ew. We felt a lot of that for the last few months. America's very like, it's my way or the highway. Like, yeah. you're insane. No, you're insane. And right? no respect for No other. respect. And we're still walking through some of yeah. that stuff as a nation. It's not like it's over. But we can take that unhealthy perspective into a marriage. That will kill a marriage. I want what I want. You want what you oh, want. Oh, yeah. I, I'm taking look, looking out for number one. You're looking out for number one, right? No, if we both give 100% to the other person, then we have a full, healthy marriage. And the next thing that you need to be able to do is communicate. So we've got to talk about things. We've got to allow the other person to, to express their opinions and their ideas without coming down on them or putting them down and, and say, no, I don't agree. I don't like that. Or just being defensive. Yeah. I think so often it's like hard to broach a conversation because you're just instantly want to defend yourself. I know I do. 
because I want to be right. (laughs) I don't want to be wrong. You know, it's just true. But it takes so much humility and it's cliche, but it's like, it's not 50, 50, it's a hundred, a hundred. And like, if you are giving everything, putting everything down for me and I'm putting everything down for you, then we are both going to be happy because we know that we have the best, um, we want the best for one another. And really the biggest thing is believing the best about one another. We had a discussion, heated discussion, AKA argument the other night. And I just had to, I had to say, this is how I feel. This is how I feel when you say that, or when you do that. But I know, and it hurts saying it, I know that that's not what you're meaning to do because I'm believing the best about your intentions. And saying that even helped, I think, diffuse the moment. (laughs) I think. Well, at some point we both have to humble ourselves. Yes. Because I think I respond with, I know. I know. You don't need to feel that way because I don't feel that way. That is actually how it went. (laughs) I think I kept fighting with you. And we just circle back around finally. And we do that. We fight with yeah. each other. And like, you know, we both have bad attitudes every now and then. And we both yep. get, you know, our feelings hurt. And we both have sensitive moments. And I get very oversensitive and I get hurt. And so do you, you know. And like, and the reality is we've got to work it through, work yeah. it out to the end. And and I think believing the best about the other person is so, so important. Mm-hmm. And even to the point where, you know, you have done such a good job of not controlling me and not trusting me like in decisions and ideas that I have. And, you know, knowing like not trusting you, you've done a good job of trusting oh, me, okay. of, of not, not trusting um, me. Maybe that's what I meant. Like, not, not trusting, I guess. Trusting. Okay. Well, <laughs> you've done a good job of not controlling me. Yeah. Right. And in other words, like, you know, guys, we have, we have ideas and they're not always the greatest, but we love, we love our crazy ideas. And we love like when guys get together, we, Hey, let's try this. Let's think about this. Hey, what about this? And we all are like, yeah, that's great, man. Go do it. And we don't do 99.9% <laughs> of it. You know, this is what guys do. We talk about, uh, you know, conquering the world and doing this and making, going here and buying this, and blah, 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 blah. And the problem is when we share that with our wives sometimes, then our wives become like this perpetual no to us. And it's like, no, you can't do that. No, that's a bad idea. No, that's yeah. a terrible idea. And rather than going, you know, that's that's something you're gonna that, have to figure out. My like thing. that is something. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what we say to each. Now we know what we mean when we say that. So it's kind of a joke, but we just say maybe so. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe so. so means never. Yeah. <laughs> but to each other, it's like maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. That is something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> um, it's a very, you know, ambiguous way of telling somebody that they're wrong. Silly, like, silly. no. And here's the thing is, you know, you've done a really good job of not being that no for me on everything and allowing me to process things and mm. work through things. And- well, I read a great book. I don't have it here to show you, but it is a book recommendation called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. And that book really helped me understand the way a man thinks and it, ta- it talks about these dreams and it talks about these things that are like not necessarily, they don't, not everything that comes out of his mouth is going to be reality. He just needs to talk and dream and think about things and say things and whatever. And it's okay. And I can go with him there. And if it's really something tangible, then yeah, we'll go at it together. But, um, was that the book that I was reading? And then I was like, you told you you could have a motorcycle. I think so. I think it was. So he had wanted a motorcycle and I just, I, I think well, no, I didn't want a motorcycle at the time. What happened? Um, I like to talk about motorcycles <laughs> oh, because of Orange County Choppers, the yes, show. Yeah. This is back in like... Oh, gosh. I oh, don't know. 
04 or 05. Yeah. Yeah. When reality TV was kind of coming out and we were there. Anyway, you were so fearful of motorcycles. Yeah. That uh, literally this is what happened. As you're reading that book, you realize that you can't be my no. Like yeah. you can't be my Holy And it Spirit. said that in the book. I think it literally said like, if your husband wants a motorcycle, you need to just tell him, even if he doesn't want one, you need to just tell him he can get one. And so I'm reading the book and I'm like, and knew it was for me. And literally I was praying, watching Orange County Choppers, because every time I talked to you about a motorcycle, you get out. really mad at yeah. me. And I was only talking to you about it because I thought this show was neat. It was so cool because yes. they were they were getting like these old junky piece of junk bikes. They were like re-engineering them and creating all this neat, you know, painting them and making them these big choppers and then selling them for like a hundred grand. And I was like, this is incredible. And it really it more spoke to the creative entrepreneurial well just i love to be inspired and so it spoke to that side of me and every time i'd bring up you know hey this is cool you get mad and scared and so i'm sitting there praying i'm like god i just want i just shared this story actually the other day i just want to be able to talk to her about these motorcycles and her not feel fearful and like you know get upset like i'm gonna go buy one because i didn't want a motorcycle so i'm sitting there on the couch while he's watching this he's praying and i'm reading and i look over and i'm like if you want to get a motorcycle you can (laughs) and i was like what it was was, (laughs) it was a miracle moment for us and honestly it set me free and i didn't want a motor i did not want a motorcycle at all and i was like i just want to talk to you about motorcycles now but I did then, get a motorcycle later. Yes, I did. I know. Much, you know, much later, like a month later. Whatever. <laughs> I know it was now, not much later. But it was yeah, a breakthrough moment for us in our marriage and in our lives. That it like, actually ended up helping us get debt free because you drove that motorcycle and we, while we were paying off a car, we paid off a car. We had one car and the motorcycle. You drove it in the rain and all this stuff. And I prayed every time you were on it. And our son called it Goggin Goggin. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. He could he could barely. He couldn't talk, obviously. He called a motorcycle a Goggin Goggin. But yeah. yeah, it was a big deal because, and and what I realized in that was that we as humans are, we have a sin nature and we are rebellious people. And when we are told no, I mean, go anywhere, go to Disney. And every time you see those signs that says, don't walk on the grass, what do you want to do? Walk on the grass. Like, don't tell me I can't walk on the grass. Like that is just how we respond. And so wives, especially, this is a little bit of a, a secret not a secret so much anymore, but don't tell your husband no right away just because say no. Cause again, they just like to sometimes just talk about things and think about things and talk with you about things and dream about things. And 99% of the time, if they're talking to you about it, there it's not something they're meaning as evil intentions. Yeah. Like we're not saying like, go let your husband do Whatever crazy sinful yeah, evil yeah, 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 things. Yeah, yeah. What we're saying is if he's talking to you about it, Listen. Listen. Just listen. Yeah. Just literally listen yeah. and be like, hey, that's great. <laughs> yeah, maybe so hard though. Uh, maybe you should go think about that. <laughs> and figure that tell one me out. More or tell yeah. me more. Yeah. Go maybe go figure that one out. Yeah. Like, and then it's like, nah, I don't want to figure that out. Uh, yeah. I just want to talk it out. And yeah. Like dream, right? Yes. But the problem is, and husbands, you got to realize this, you don't want to be- break your wife's reality um, just by dreaming in front of her over the life that she's literally building and taking care of you. That is something. And so like, if I come and destabilizes my wife, my wife's peace by saying, you know what? I'm thinking about quitting my job, buying a, uh, buying a, uh, 
uh, grilled cheese sandwich food truck and traveling <laughs> the world. Okay, literally, I'm gonna do these all over the world, and like literally, I'm destabilizing my wife's reality because one thing that my wife does and so many wives do so well is they build a life. They build a, whatever life you dream. They begin to build that and take care of that mm-hmm. and manage that and make that wonderful. That's why when you're about to have babies, you go in a nesting mode. Yeah. You're like cr- preparing the place for this new human that you're bringing into the world. Yeah. And we do that in our, in our, in our minds and our families. And we have to have that stabi- stability to know that that job you have today, you're going to have it tomorrow yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be able to pay our bills yeah. <laughs> because right. the dream is fine, but it's it does you have there is that fine line of like you you have to have a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Wives don't do that to their husbands either. Don't destabilize the the, the safety of a home and the safety of a marriage. Don't it's unhealthy to do that yeah. all the time. And so, hey dudes, go talk to your buddies about your dumb dreams of buying food trucks and all that stuff. And you know what? If if that's where God's calling you. That, that might be a real conversation you need to have with your wife, but have it in a healthy way. Hey, sit down. I want to talk to you about a real dream that I have. I've done some research. What do you think? We're speaking from experience, too. This is not ethereal. Like, there, we were in this place of him. He's such a big dreamer. And it was really rocking my stability and my emotions. Mm-hmm. And it was freaking me out. And I wasn't able to articulate that. But we ended up sitting down for dinner with a guest speaker one time years ago, like uh, over a decade, maybe 15 years ago. And... I don't know how it came up, but that he pinpointed that for yeah. us. And he has he's a like, PhD in psychology. He's an incredible guy. Yeah. His name is Doug Weiss. And yeah, he was just, he, just really he told him, like, you are destabilizing her present and her future, and you have to be careful with the things yeah. that you bring to her. So that was super helpful for us. And I want to say this, too. Like, the way that we deal with each other is not going to be the exact same way you're going to deal with your husband or your wife because we're all a little bit different. Yeah. Like, I am quite a bit more emotional than her and compared to a lot of men and women in their relationships. Mm -hmm. She's a lot more like practical and blunt where a lot of times husbands are a little more practical and blunt and they're and your wife might be a little more emotional. They want to talk it out. We're the exact opposite of most couples in that way. So we recognize there's some opposites and there's some different types of people and, and there's different types of men and different types of women out there, but the principles of loving your wife and respecting your husband mm-hmm. and not being that other person's no and trusting them and communicating and being committed to them, that can be worked out in your in specific environment. Yeah. And so we want to encourage you to do that. Walk in these principles, love your wife, respect your husband, and your marriage will be blessed. I promise you. And tune in tomorrow because Ephesians chapter six is one of the best chapters. Well, they're all great, but this is a great one. It's about the armor of God and so helpful for your personal walk with God. So make sure to join in on Morning Breath tomorrow and we will see you later. That's right. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. 
Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.